Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of the Small Business Surgeon Podcast and a rare treat for you guys today. Um, This is going to be our guest's second time appearing on the show. Uh, He is a multi-million dollar sales executive and uh, has multiple businesses as well and uh, has become a best-selling author since the time uh, I last spoke to him. So uh, congratulations on that and welcome to the show, young closer, Zach Sasser. Welcome, bud. Man, thank you so much, Sam. Man, it's, it's a pleasure to be back. Um, Sam, we, last time we talked, chopped it up on your podcast, it, it was a completely different situation, man. So I'm, I'm so excited to get on now and be able to pour into your audience and tell a little bit more about my story about, you know, everything that's happened. And man, when, when was the last time I was on your podcast? It's, I think that was one of the first podcasts I did. It's been a minute. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me look it up while we chat. I never thought to look here, but I'm going to pull up the, uh, I'm going to pull up the, the podcast here as we chat on, uh on my analytics page and find just exactly when you were, uh, when you were done, because uh, it was your very first podcast, wasn't it? I think so. I think it was probably close to probably <laughs> a year and a half ago. And, like- uh, you've got a little bit better since then though. I think off the top of my head, it was about episode 150, but I'm, I'm scrolling back right now to look here. Hold on. Um, no, I'm wrong there. You know, people are driving in their cars to work, listening to us, look for a fucking podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so while I look for the episode, Zach, tell us, dude, tell us what you've been up to because yeah, we, we spoke a, a little while back, but you've done so much since then from, you know, hitting those sales goals that you had to being now an, an outstanding sales executive in your own right to starting multiple companies, becoming a best-selling author. It's like, you know, um, everybody else just grew up by a year and a half and you grew up by 20 years all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, what's going on? No, 100%. Um, man, I, I think it was about a year and a half ago. So thinking about where I was a year and a half ago, um, so I'm, I'm 23 right now. I was 21 a year and a half yeah, ago. You, yeah, you mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I, I was 21. I think that was right whenever I hit my first couple months being top sales producer over here at Apex. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt you. So we published it August 9th, 2021, and uh, it's episode 58 of the show. And I'll put a link to the original episode in the notes, but it was August, 2021, mate yeah so so that's exactly when i was thinking it was right at 18 months right at 18 Um, months yeah yeah so my my first uh my first month being top producer over here at apex with with uh ryan stuman was that that june or that july so it was was just happening yeah so um dude a lot has changed a lot has changed so yes still focused on sales still still crushing sales um breaking records over here at, at apex so so sales are good but on top of that really like being able to pour into other people. So it's one thing to, to learn everything, doing it yourself and implement it, you know, see what works, see what doesn't work and, and start hitting your goals, you know, be, being proud of yourself. But it, it's a whole other thing whenever you realize that your skill set, the skill set that you've adopted and that mm-hmm. you've, you've trained for and, and been educated on can apply to so many other people. And, and once you teach that to people, especially sales, I think sales is the most underrated skill set out there because there's not <laughs> yeah, too many no skill sets out there that, that you can literally simply make six figures like one of your first years right. um, doing it. Think about like like what what uh, occupation can do that? Lawyers, doctors, how many years of schooling do you need to do before you actually start hitting those strides? Yeah. And for you to be able to get shit, me, like learn that stuff in 
I, I started, man, it, it's been a road. I started whenever I was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 23 now, so it's been about eight years. But thinking about that, it, it didn't really take eight years to, you know, start hitting that that top sales producer. So um, being able to pour into other people and, 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 and helping other people, especially people, young people, people my yeah. age, um, learn those skill sets and be able to, to apply it to their life. That That's really been a huge focus of mine, too. You know, not right. only with the, the team here at Apex, um, but then we, we got the roofing company. But that, that's what I with you. That's what I'd advise any kid with no skills to do. Like you said, you can be a doctor or you can be a lawyer, but man, if you need to make a hundred grand real quick, learn sales and go chase some storms and sell roofs. Like you know, that there's ways to do it that don't involve college, and it, and it all involves providing a solution to a problem. Now, you have a roofing company, don't you? Now, tell us about that because you didn't have that before. Yeah, so so it's it's my brother's roofing company. I'm just mm-hmm. a minority partner in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so so we we have uh we have three markets across across the state of Texas. One of them is actually your backyard college station. Um one day you text me, you're like, Hey, is is that y'all doing the the big commercial roof over here? I forget what street it was on. And I was like, Yep, that's us. So nice. I saw you guys parked out there. Um you were off of South Texas Avenue over by that's the right. Walmart. You did a you did a roof over there on an uh, it's a, a dentist and an attorney's building, I believe. But yeah, yeah it's, insurance too. Yeah, it's it's a professional office multi combo building thing. Yeah, but like I saw your cruise, I was like, oh, didn't know Zach was around here. You know, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, so so we have we have Chad out there. He's hitting that market. Um, we're we're based out of Dallas, and then we also have a Houston market as well that that we're we're looking to grow too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's the roofing company. So roofing, basically, we help. Um, really, we work off of a lot of referrals. So it's a lot of insurance agents, real estate agents. Mm-hmm. Um, people along those lines that are basically like, Hey, my client's closing within a week. The roof is in terrible shape. Yep. No other roofing company can, you know, do this you know, on this short of notice. Um, and, and they confront the money and, and take it out of the closing on the, mm-hmm. on the back end. It's like, Hey, you know that that's really what we specialize in. So, um, a lot of that's referral. And then we, we also have some door knocking teams, um, specifically focused more on solar. So, so we have a solar aspect of, of the roofing company as well. Um, so, so we're real excited for that to, to be able to grow that in 2023. Um, and then as, as far as other companies, I have a tree service company that I, I had that before. So I, mm-hmm. I think we talked about that. Yeah, I, I, remember, I remember you had that way back in the day, um, from some SEO work that you've been doing, right? Yeah. So, so that's been, man, that's been in play for, for years, probably about four or five years now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my mom completely runs out. I don't touch that business. And then, uh, dude, something that's changed since the last time I was on here was I got into real estate. So I bought my yeah. first house mm-hmm. in May. That was my primary. I ended up house hacking it. So I had um, one, two. So you had a bunch of roommates, didn't you? Three. Yeah, so, yeah. so I had three roommates. It was a four-bedroom four house. I added a fifth room. Mm-hmm. Um, so added some, some equity there. So, I mean, I'm, I'm paying um, about the same as like a one, two-bedroom apartment would be. Mm-hmm. But I own this house. So I'm right, able to, right. to build equity on appreciation, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then I just, I just bought a duplex down in Brenham as well. Yeah. I saw uh, so that. Chad yeah. and they, they mm-hmm. fixed the house up and, and so I got a, a duplex down there. Yeah. That's uh that's hustling, right? <laughs> Dude, that, I, I love it. I love hustling. Yeah. That's the name of the game. So how do you figure out what you're going to get? How do you figure out where you want to become? How do you figure out who you're going to be? Because as a, we, we get a lot of listeners that are in their twenties and, you know, you have no doubt done the work and led by example. However, you were surrounded by the right people and you put the work in and reap the rewards. What advice have you got for guys that are in their 20s looking at this going, wow, 
how has this guy got this real estate? How has this guy got to where he's at? And I know it's because you got a vision, but I want you to paint that picture a little bit for the guests, uh, for the for the listeners, and, uh, and and let them know exactly, you know, how you built that vision for yourself and how you set the goals to go and achieve the things that you've done. Man, so so I I think the first step is realizing what's possible. Um, so so before I got surrounded by Apex, before I got surrounded by people like you, Sam. I, I didn't know this was possible. I never, I never imagined releasing a book at, at the age of 22 and becoming a best-selling author. I knew I was going to be successful. I just always had this, this intuition that, hey, I, I, I know I'm going to be successful because I know I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I didn't know, I didn't know it would be this early, man. I'm, people <laughs> always talk about you know, success and stuff like that. You know, it takes forever, and it, it does. It does. And, and, and for me, it doesn't even feel like it, it was quick for me because it was, it was late nights in the office, early mornings in the office. It was like, it was this grind. And like I said, I, I started at 15. So it's like people look at me and they're like, oh, 23, you know, he, he got it easy. You know, maybe, maybe it was given to him. Maybe he's a trust fund kid or something like that. But it, it wasn't. I've been like, I had, I was running a marketing agency while I was in, still in high school and in college. Yeah, yeah I've seen um, that. Yeah. I, I, like during class, I would be watching videos on funnels and, you know, how to run Facebook ads. So it's, it's just like, I, I saw what was possible because um, really my dad, my, my dad invested heavily into me. So that's the reason I'm with Apex was he's been right. in Apex for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so he invested real heavily into different marketing courses for me, getting me surrounded by, you know, different masterminds, seminars, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, plus he, he's, dude, he's got a library. Like you walk into his office and it's just like books everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. I would just go into his office and I would just start reading books and, and talking to him and he would take me to different masterminds and stuff like that. So I, I really think, I really think first is, is knowing what's possible, seeing what's possible. Um, because w- once you see what's possible, once you hang out with saying people like you, people like, I mean, we were just talking about Adam and, mm-hmm. and Jake Fruget, Adam Lyons, um, shit, even Ryan, like, like once you see what's possible and, and how these people build their lives and you realize that they started exactly where you were. Right. So many of these people, I, I think that's a huge misconception is so many people think people with money came from money. And it, I, I think it's the opposite. I see more people with money find a way to blow it because yeah. they, didn't, they didn't work yeah. hard for it versus the people that, that didn't grow up with money. They have such a hunger in them. The, the Kevin Hart's, the Eric Thomas's, mm-hmm. they have such a hunger in them that they, it actually, it's a benefit to them growing up poor. And I, I was the same way. Um, I mean, we, we, we had good years, but we also had bad years. So um, using that as fuel, but then also seeing what's possible with, you know, not only the people in Apex, but man, just, just the people that, that I really seek out because I, I really do. I, I seek out mentors. Um, so I, I think that's a huge first step. Why is it so important for young men to, to have mentors that have achieved some, some real things in life? Why, why is that so important? Dude, so it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like what I just said. Um, you, you don't know what's possible until you see what's possible. Um, and, 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 and that's, I, I feel like this is something that's really, really wrong with our, our, um, society as, as, a, as a whole right now. I was reading this book. It's, um, man, I forget the, the name. It was like King, Lover, Magician, Warrior or something like that. Oh, I haven't heard of that it, one. It, it's a great book. It was talking about how um, we don't have men in, in our, our uh, society no more. We have a bunch of, of boy men. We don't have men, men. We have boy men. And what that means is, is back in the day, they used, to have, they used to have rituals. So whenever you became a man, whatever age it was, maybe it was 12 to 13 or so, whatever it was, right. you had a ritual that made you become a man. It wasn't, hey, you know, you're slowly transitioning. There, there was no spectrum. You're either a boy or a man. And after you did this ritual, after they sent you into the forest for 
a week and you had to find you had to kill your own food you had to find your way back um whatever that ritual was after you survived that you were a man and something clicked in your head hey i gotta stop thinking like a boy i can't stop i can't keep doing everything i've been doing up until this point because mm-hmm. i'm a man now i did the ritual but the, the problem with our society is there's no rituals now so now we don't have a bunch of men we have a bunch of um, maybe they're the same age as men, but they, they think like, boy, they're, they're child, they're, they're, they're children. Um, so they're out there. And then what, what's even worse is that's compounded because now you have these boy men mm-hmm. raising boy men. So now, the, now it's like two steps removed. So now right. it's not even like they have no idea what a man is. Now that you've got, you know, these people, I, I don't want to get into politics, but it, Go for you it. Like, nothing, nothing centered on here. Talk about what you want. I mean, you know, like I, for one, possess the ability to field dress animals but i also possess the ability to pay the butcher so i don't have to field dress animals so i do understand what you're saying though but to a point where what if as a society we can we can afford we can afford a little bit of uh of of i don't want to say boyishness but unmanliness so i'm I, I don't want you to misconstrue what I'm saying because just because so I just got my first deer last weekend so it, it was pretty it was uh, <laughs> I saw that are you still buzzing uh, from that huh I I, am, I did I am. see those posts yeah but yeah so so that's that was my first experience you know actually harvesting an animal did they but did they blood you with it uh no they didn't oh come they on didn't. man you, uh, all right all right <laughs> I see how it um, is. But what what I was gonna say is just because last weekend was whenever I, I harvested my first animal doesn't mean that I, I I wasn't necessarily a man before that. Right. Because maybe that wasn't my ritual. Maybe killing an animal wasn't the specific ritual that I needed. What I'm saying is there was a specific time in my my life where I had a switch mm-hmm. and I said, I I can't think like this. This is what a boy would do. This is how a boy would treat a woman. This is how a boy would you know come into work and expect everyone to like they, they, just take ex- that extreme ownership. Dude, I, I had a ritual, really. So many, so many people will go their entire life and never have that moment. And, and that's what I'm saying. They, they never had that ritual. It used to be forced on on onto onto these boys to become men because they had they had strong men leaders leading them. Now they don't have that. So now they don't have that ritual. Now they never they never even know that that's that's kind of a process. They don't know that there has to be something that that switches in your head that says, "Hey, I'm a man. I have to." I have to provide for my family. That's why you have all these boy men not providing for their family, having all these kids dipping out on their kids. And now they don't even, what's worse than um, having a boy man raise a boy man is not even having a fucking father, like not even having somebody to to be there. So, and and that's what it is, is because boys don't take that responsibility. Men do. So that's what I'm saying is is in our society, we have a bunch of boy men raising boy men. I forget where I was going with that, but I mean, I, I, I felt like that why, was, why, that men, was why mentors, why good mentors were so important to young men is what we were covering. Exactly. That's where you were getting. Yeah, that exactly. Anyway. So, so seeing, seeing what, seeing what's possible out there and, and having somebody that that's been there and done that to help guide you because we're, we're human. We don't know everything. So right. having somebody that knows it out there, being able to guide you and, and show you the right path, um, dude, it, it's, it's. Why, why, why experience those mistakes and why make those mistakes yourself? Have all those failures whenever you can learn from those those mistakes and maybe make bigger mistakes, which is, it sounds counterintuitive, but maybe learn <laughs> the simple mistakes, but go go make the big mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was explaining this to, to a friend this morning in that, you know, uh, 20% profit on a $100,000 deal uh, is 20 grand, but 20% profit on a million dollar deal is 10 times that. And a million dollar deal is not 10 times as hard. 
Like, just no. make make bigger mistakes. Just think bigger. Like, it's it's the same, all that. It's just the commas move, right? And, and that's a that's a teaching moment right there. You're being mentored to somebody else, teaching them, hey, I, I hate to say 10x just because I don't I don't really agree with that movement too much, but no, really, no, I was using that just so a I was using it. a percentage point example on a deal. I get it. Like, but, you know, but, I mean that that's a perfect example. Is you're being a mentor to somebody right now. People are listening to this this podcast to hopefully get some nuggets so that they can improve their life. Why not have that in every aspect of your life? Why not have mentors exactly. in your relationship? Why not have exactly. mentors in, in your gym? Because one thing I, I notice is so many people go to the gym, but they don't realize that the diet and the kitchen is actually where you where you get all the gains. Mm -hmm. So they're going to the gym day after day after day. And I've been I've been a culprit of it. You know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest dude. So I've I've gone to the gym. I've I've put my body through hell. But if I didn't, every time I noticed that I wasn't getting the gains, it was because the kitchen wasn't right. You know, I wasn't mm -hmm. eating right. So having a mentor to, to teach me and, and help me avoid all those years of mistakes where I'm just killing myself in the gym and not seeing gains, it, it just switch this one little thing. You know, eat eat 200 grams of protein, 300 carbs, and 100 grams of fat. That those are your new macros that you need to follow. I mm -hmm. wouldn't have known that if I didn't have a mentor to teach me that. Right, right, and then you're wasting all that time, huh? And that's essentially what mentors is. It's a way to shortcut. Um, their mistakes and get the benefit of their learning without the expense of the mistake. You know? Exactly, one hundred percent. So I, I for one, uh, you know, I've I've used mentors a lot, and then I want to go back to the uh, <clears throat> to the real estate example I was trying to make there. When I read real estate books, the the the, the overwhelming urge was to be conservative, and so. A $100,000 deal was a big deal. And when you run the numbers and you're buying at 72% of after repaired value and you're calculating all your things in, you're calculating 20% profit. So if you're listening to the show and you're thinking about flipping real estate or you're thinking about selling real estate or being a realtor, any of that stuff, you sell a $100,000 home and you make 3% or you sell a million-dollar piece of land and you make 3%. It's the same work for the same effort. And the outcome is, you know, multiples more. Now, again, we're not a part of the 10X movement. But if you think, do I make more money selling a $500,000 $500, house or a $100,000 house? You know, I, I kind of shifted my, uh, I shifted my sights a little bit, man. And I, I only deal with, you know, half a million dollar and up real estate deals now because it, it's the same amount of time. And it's a bigger problem. You know, but, I like solving that. Sam, one thing I, I think will help the listeners is realizing that, that what you're saying is it takes the same amount of time, but it's, it's a different type of work. So yes. you trying to get in front of these people that own these $100,000 houses is going to be a completely different process, whereas mm -hmm. you're getting in front of these million-dollar house people. Absolutely. Saying, it's a different type of work. I would say roughly about the same amount of effort, but it's a different type of work. Um, but it's so much more worth it because think about how yep. many how many less people you have to deal with, mm -hmm. and and that sounds bad. But how many how many less transactions you really yeah. have to uh, have on your mind at once if if you're focusing on one deal that's going to pay you a you know thirty thousand dollar commission versus a three thousand dollar commission. That's that's how it is, man. And yet you know we all start off. I'll just start off small. I'll start off you know safe, and you don't realize that the amount of work it takes to do one is is minimal over the amount it takes to do the other. And so it's the same with anything. You know, if you're wanting to sell cars, I I mean no disrespect. However, you're you're almost certainly likely to make more money selling Mercedes than you are selling Kias. You know, it just depends on that target audience and who you're looking for.
And, and if you want to sell some cars and you're in College Station, get with our boy, David Levine, over there at <laughs> St. Station. Who doesn't sell Kias, I don't think. David Levine was on the podcast a little bit after you. I don't know. But yes, uh, shout out to David at College Station Mercedes. And, uh, and everybody else in the car business. Shit, you, you, I owned a car dealership down here for several years, man. I know, uh, I know most of the car guys. But it's not about me. It's about you. So tell me, Zach, about the process of writing a book and what that was like for you. Man, that, that, was, a, um, that was a surreal experience as well. Um, the, the whole entire thing, I, I really viewed writing that book and, and publishing that book as kind of like an end of a chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I released it in October. It was like October 4th or 5th at, at our Apex Executive Fine Friday. And it, it, that's really what it was for me. It was kind of like a closing of a chapter and a start of a new one. Um, so I released Sean Closer. That's, that's my nickname given to me from Ryan. And basically what it was, was it was it was the top 10 lessons that I learned throughout you know, being in the rooms that, that I'm in, which is, man, humble brag, incredible rooms. I'm you are in some incredible rooms, pal. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> some absolutely incredible mentors, people like Ryan Stuman, Sean Whalen, um, Jose Escamilla, all, all these mentors, I picked up on some, some incredible lessons and I, I felt grateful for it, but I also, I, I would have felt selfish if I just kept all those lessons to me. Right, uh, right. If you follow me on social media, I'm always posting value. I'm always posting, you know, these lessons that I learned while I'm in these rooms um and and that's really what my book was so so it was the top 10 lessons that i've learned since being in these rooms and being surrounded by these type of people um which is dude it it was it was was a pretty surreal experience so basically (laughs) how how i wrote that book was i did an outline to to start it and i basically said hey these are the 10 lessons that i want to i want to learn i'll do an Mm -hmm. intro i'll do an outro i want to shoot for thirty thousand words so each chapter is about 2500 words and I gave myself 30 days to write it. So I have 30 days to write this 30,000 30, uh, word book. So I would, um, once I had the outline, it was real simple. It was whenever I had the inspiration and I felt like I could just go to town on that chapter, I would write that chapter. So some days I had no no motivation, no inspiration. I felt like I would have been doing the readers a disservice. So I, I didn't even touch the book. Mm-hmm. And some days I would sit there and I'll write five, 6,000 words at, at a time just because I, I felt so called to do it. And I wanted to talk about this chapter and this chapter and this chapter. Um, so that, that's how I did it. I broke it down into very simple steps because writing a book is a daunting task. It writing is, yeah. Chapter, you know, maybe in, in a sitting, it takes me 20, 30 minutes to write 2,000 words. Not too bad. Uh, so that that's how I did it. That's kind of why I did it as well. And uh, released in October, October 4th. And that same day, I hit best-selling author on, on Amazon. So, Well, yeah, I, I bought a couple of copies. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. the support. I, I need I need to come find you and get one of them signed. Man, maybe I'll come down to you. I've, I've been itching to go see uh, Jake and Chad down there too. I don't see much of those guys. I think they spend more time over in Brenham than anywhere. Dude, they're like, busy. Yeah. They're busy. Yeah, I, I see them posting, man. I see them posting. So, um, all right. So, you are head sales executive over Apex. And, like, very, very quickly, without going into too much detail, um, what is Apex um, and how does it apply to small business owners? Yeah, so so long story short, it's a Apex is a professional business network that basically helps entrepreneurs and, and sales professionals become the greatest version of themselves. 
in every aspect of their life. So there is, you know, really what attracts people to us is business aspect. They they come to us and we have a few different levels. Uh, so they come to us, whether they're a sales professional wanting to generate more leads and close more sales, mm. whether they're a business owner that has the sales aspect, they're doing good for themselves, making a couple hundred thousand, but they really want to start working on that business instead of in it. Or whether you're an executive level, these are our top dogs. They're absolutely crushing it already, but they simply want to be surrounded by other people like them. Um, Dude, it's, not it, it, it's, it's hard to make friends. Like it without is, this kind of a network, dude, it's it's hard because you get to such a level where you tend to alienate the guys at the pub, you know? No, nah, 100%, man. Uh, I always say entrepreneurship's lonely enough, but especially when you start doing things at a very high level. And that's really what our executives are doing is business mm -hmm. at a very high level. Um, so the reason I, I don't want to say they're not happy. The reason they join us is because they're not satisfied right, with what right. so they want to continue to grow their business. Um, but that's really what attracts people to us is the business aspect because we're really good at helping people grow businesses. Um, but what they don't realize is when they join Apex that they're going to fix their relationship. They're going to fix their fitness. They're going to get in shape. They're going to have a better mindset. They're going to really just be happy. Just be yeah. happier is, is yeah. what we're chasing. That's what we're selling. We, you know, people think we're selling investment opportunities and a network and all that sort of stuff, which is great. You know, that, that's a part of it. But at the end of the day, we're really just simply selling happiness. <laughs> I, never thought, I never thought of it like that selling happiness i mean like you know i put the work in um but you sold me the best version of myself like but i mean i put the work in i didn't just pay you money and the best version of me appear it doesn't work like that but i'm grateful for the fact that i found the group and i'm grateful for the the friendships that the group has allowed me to uh, develop because as, as a business owner you know outside of the chamber of commerce there's really not a whole lot of other options for meeting people especially on a on a on a higher level than that even you know because like how many you know how many eight and nine figure guys are showing up at chamber of commerce meetings really you know, it's very difficult to get in with those guys and to find that level of help and support and that kind of network is uh, is somewhat unique, I think. I think so, man. I, I've, I've been a part of a lot of groups and I, I haven't seen anything like Apex, so I think so. So if I'm a typical small business owner coming into Apex, what are some of the first things that you help me to work on? Is it like, do you help me to work on my, my vision of myself? Do you help me to work on weight loss? What, what are some of the things that I can expect when I get started in the group? Yeah, so, so within Apex, uh, there, there's really two aspects to Apex. So there, on one side, it's going to be a very tactical coaching and training aspect. And then the other aspect is going to be the network. Um, so the, the, the coaching and training, that's very focused on your business. So it's, mm -hmm. it's very tactical stuff in order to to really reach your goals that, that we're talking about, really help you become, position yourself as more of, a, of an authority within your business mm -hmm. uh, or within your industry. But then the other aspect, the network, we, we live by something called the G-code. So basically what the G-code is- Yeah, yeah, break that down, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so the G-code is, is, it's very simply put, it's four areas of your life that you need to focus on every single day. Uh, so that the first one's gonna be your mindset because if you're not grateful for where you're at right now, you'll never be grateful for what you get in the oh, future. I know it. I know it. <laughs> so, the second one's going to be genetics. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's sticking to a diet and working out because, you know, you, you can have all the money in the world, but if you're overweight, you know, out of shape, can't even play fetch with, or I say fetch, but play ball with, you, with your <laughs> kids or something like that. I call it fetch. I call it fetch. And then I, got, I used to get in trouble for that. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not a colloquialism that matches up. Like, yeah. <laughs> um no nah, i mean that that's not your your most elite version of yourself though um, right. so staying fit you know sticking to a diet 
The third one's going to be grind. So money's not everything, but money's pretty important. Without money, yeah. you can't buy water. You need water to live. So, um, you know, focus on focusing on your finances. And then the fourth one is going to be your group. So you, everybody always says you are who you hang out with. And we Amen. have a saying that yeah. says your alignment takes precedent over your assignment, mm-hmm. which basically means who you do life with is more important than what you do in life. Because once you get surrounded by the right people, yeah, you'll meet the right people. You'll learn the right things. You'll have the right opportunities. You'll have the right epiphanies. You'll learn everything happens correctly once you get surrounded by the right people. And that's really the biggest thing about Apex is getting surrounded by those those people. So one of the things that a lot of business owners struggle with is removing the old relationships and moving on to the new relationships. And I know when I first went through this, um, now I, I, my relationships were all based in the pub based on, of you know, how I spent my time. And it took me a very long time to be comfortable with, with leaving people behind. What are some like pointers or advice you could give to, to guys that are listening to this going, Hey man, I know I need to change my friend group, but they're really struggling to leave their friends. What are some things they can be doing? Yeah. Sam, that's a that's an absolutely great question. That's a, a beautiful question, and it's actually something that I've struggled with and, and dealt with on a few different levels. Um, so w- once you get surrounded by, once you get surrounded by a network like Apex, you're going to grow, and you're going to. We we encourage you to start posting on social media. We encourage you to start thinking differently. So once you get surrounded by something like that, it's noticeable, and everybody everybody that you know within your life, it's noticeable. They're, they're going to start saying things like, you know, what, what's up with you? Why are you so different? Yeah. You know, why, why would you rather go to the gym? Why would you rather do this? Why would you rather build your business? Like, like you're different. You know, why, why do you, why don't we just watch Netflix or something like that? You're no and fun it, when you don't drink, have a shot. <laughs> that's what it is, man. That's what yeah. it is, especially whenever you're younger. And, mm-hmm. and I, I know that firsthand because whenever I got surrounded by Apex, I was still in college and I was actually in a fraternity. So it was like, Whatever anybody else goes through, it's like 10x whenever I'm surrounded by a bunch of frat boys that are just focused on, you know, partying and stuff like that. Um, so my best advice is, and and I, I think this goes for a lot of aspects of life, um, going sober, Sam, maybe you can speak on this too, is you, you need to replace it with something. You need to replace who yeah. you used to hang yeah. with with somebody yeah. new. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you want to stop drinking alcohol, which I've, I've done a really good job at not drinking alcohol lately. Not that I'm completely sober. I still have a drink whenever it benefits me. But lately, I, I just haven't had that urge. I haven't wanted right. to drink because what I've been drinking is LaCroix. I, I like sparkling lime waters. I, I think those taste just like, you know, the same sensation as drinking a beer. Dude, that, um, that, so shit, that shit tastes like it flew by a fruit bowl and caught a hint of lime and then got trapped in the television static. Like, like no, no. Hey, you can roast me all you want. I love them, and it works for me. Hey, whatever. That's what life's about, brother. Whatever works for you. Yeah. So, like, I remember when I quit drinking, like, um, trying to replace it with other stuff. And there's a there's a science fiction series I read, and one of the protagonists in there that I identify with was an alcoholic, and and he switched to cigars. So for 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 the longest time, I would I would sit with my friends at the pub and smoke a cigar, and it got me away from drinking but it also helped me ease out of the relationships because instead of sitting there for three four five hours at a time drinking and getting drunk with them i'd stay for the length of the cigar and then they'd see oh the cigar's finished sam's got other things to do so i'm still hanging out with them but i'm not drinking and i just had a cigar and i leave and then now i i mean i haven't quit smoking cigars but i don't think i've had one in nearly a month you know i'm and it just i've replaced cigars with with 
playing guitar now. I focus on that. But for a while there, I wanted to hang out with my same friends. But I realized that past about seven o'clock at night, my friends were pretty damn useless. <laughs> you know, that other three or four hours after that, there was nothing to gain from the relationship. And then obviously over time, as I've seen my business grow, and my brand grow, and the amount of influence I have grow, I I don't have a desire to, to sit around drinking and doing nothing. I, I want to be getting on. I want to be working towards my goals. I want to be hitting the things on my vision board. And, you know, maybe every couple of weeks I'll slide out for a Sunday afternoon and, and smoke a cigar with some, some old buddies. But they, they're, they're just not in my regular circles anymore. You know, have you found the same thing? Because there must be a lot of peer pressure at your age. Is is that is that something you deal with or? Not one hundred percent. Um, and I think something that helped me was not only replacing it, but then also having the confidence that there's better out there, and having the confidence in yourself and and what you want to accomplish. That you don't you don't necessarily what what you have right now is is so limited. Like there's so much out there. There's so many other things that you can accomplish. But if you just stay where you're at, if you stay with the same circles, if you live in the same small town, if you never, if you never see what's out there, um, you, you'll, you'll just stay there. And in 20, 30 years down the line, I, I, I've never been there, but I can only imagine, you know, you're probably going to regret that a lot. <laughs> uh, so, dude, I've, I've dealt with it a ton. Um, I've had to cut friends off right away. And then I've also slowly eased my way out of, you know, those friendships. Sometimes, you know, they're, they're talking um trash and you know saying type stuff like dude it doesn't even make sense like now it's like comical <laughs> to me but it's like like yeah man so so there, there's really two ways to do it you can definitely cut them off right away um or you can you can slowly ease out of it i've done both yeah and i don't know which one i've been more but um really whatever works for you but also re replace it with something find find some more people and may maybe that's even maybe you replace it with just simply being by yourself there for a while and going yeah. on a, on a, a personal journey because that's person yeah. that's perfectly okay too, um, but you you need to replace it with something. You can't just sit at home twiddling your thumbs because I don't know I don't know what it is, but eventually you'll find your way back there if if you just yep. allow yourself to find your way back there. Yeah, I I did it by envisioning what I wanted to become and then just focusing on on that. And if it wasn't on that list, I just didn't focus on it. And um, you know, one of these days here soon, I will be a rock star. Which, again, at the moment, I can't play guitar, so it's quite difficult to be a rock star. But one of these days, I'm going to keep focusing on it. I'm going to keep practicing on it. That's my thing. I pick up my guitar. I go to work on it, and it keeps me busy. It keeps me occupied, and it, it stops me going down to the pub and seeing what's going on and, and not working towards my goals. You know, And uh, you know, accomplished musician is on my list of things to, to be good at, as well as podcast host. So I just keep practicing this shit, right? You're pretty good at it. <laughs> Thank you, pal. Thank hey, you. Way better than 18 months ago, too. Always getting better. That's the plan. That's the plan. But yeah, this this thing is just like it's grown its own legs. But it, it was by force and by desire. Like we we made it do it. But you know, a couple of hundred interviews later, I'm I'm very very pleased I did. And it's uh, it, it's become like literally the linchpin of everything I do. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite pleased with the outcome from Apex. I think I'd make a a pretty decent poster child for him. <laughs> you know, maybe with a little bit less gray hair. But uh, yeah, one hundred percent, man. <laughs> I I've I've thoroughly benefited from it. It's something I envision being around for for the the rest of my time, you know, until I go to a different country and uh, you know, hide on the beach. I think that's uh, that's the end goal. <laughs> so and then 
even then you'll stay in so that you know you can still have visitors come out come out and see you at the beach. Oh man, if you could if you could see the business plan for this beach, I mean I know this is this is your your episode, so I don't want to get you too into it, but I figured out a way to make the whole thing cash flow from top to bottom. We put a recording studio out there, make the podcasts out there. We have an event center out there, man. Like, don't don't worry about it. It's it, it's coming, right. it's coming, right. it's coming. We'll we'll tie everything in, and then uh, I'll team up with some of the Apex executives and get them to get them to fund it, get that financing going for the bar. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, I yeah. think I think between between everybody in Apex and the amount of uh, the the amount of good alcohol consumed on good vacations, I think we can uh, I think we can put a bar together out of it. I think there's enough guys in there. I think so too. So anyway, my man, listen, uh, the future is coming. It's coming every day. So I want to know what's next for Zach Sasser and your future plans and, and what kind of little empire you're building. Because I know you've got some uh, some really, really huge designs coming for the future. So what's going on? Man, so so I, I get asked this question a lot. Actually, whenever I was writing my book, I had to do my my outro and I wrote my outro, sent it to my editor and she's like, what, like, like, what is this? Like, you, you got to tell them like what you're going to do now, you know, what, what's next, like what's next for the young closer. And I was like, okay. So I, I started writing it down and dude, this, this is one thing where it's like, I, I think big, but also I understand that a lot can happen in 10 years. Yeah. So if, if 10 years ago, I, I wrote down what I wanted to become, it was nowhere near, like, I, I was not on this podcast, sitting in this podcast studio, talking to you, um, respectfully you know i just had no this is what my, <laughs> right my, right i, I got you yeah i um, got you so man i I'm, I'm not a big fan of 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 knowing exactly what is going to happen 10 years from now but I, I do have the two three year plan um so right now i'm focused on not only you know crushing apex kind of still not only becoming the not only being the example for you know young people but really becoming the example for anybody you know, being the example that anybody can say, hey, I, yeah, he's 23, he's 24, but I really look up to that dude because he does this, this, and this. Um, so really become the example for, for you know, anybody, but also um, re really focused on, on growing these companies, really focused yeah. on growing teams and, and helping other people um, kind of fill in where, where, I've, where I've been, you know, my journey over the past year or two. Um, so, so helping other people accomplish that as well. And really, man, stay, stay dialed in, stay, stay focused and continue to invest my money, live below my means, keep buying some real estate properties and, um, and ju just really be happy, enjoy life and, and live life to the, the best ability that I know how. Well, dude, it looks like you're doing a great job of that, especially from uh, from where I'm sitting. Having known you since, I might add, since before you grew that uh, fantastic mullet, I've, I've known you quite a while yeah, now, pal. <laughs> yeah. What? You, you were actually one of my first. Uh, so how I got plugged in with Apex was I worked for Ryan's sister company, Phone Sites, and mm -hmm. Sam, you you were a Phone Sites customer. So we were on a, a a demo call. I was teaching you how to use you know Phone Sites, how to use funnels, landing pages, stuff like that. And dude, that's look at how far we've come since then, both of us. It's been a minute, huh? <laughs> yeah, probably um, about three years. Probably about yeah. three years to adopt. It has. It's been a, it's been a good time. Uh, Cause yeah, I joined Apex in. Uh, in March of 2020. So yeah, we'll be right at three years. I have a question about your t-shirt. What's wrote on your t-shirt? For the people that are listening and not watching, what does that say? It says Metaverse Traplord. Okay, so for the older people that listen, what in the world of <laughs> fuck is a Metaverse Traplord? What is that? Like, what is that? All right, you know? so the Metaverse is um, like Web3 type yeah. stuff. So it's like NFTs, stuff along those lines. And uh, a Traplord is basically like, like a landlord in 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 the, uh, the easiest way. 
Yeah. So basically like owning land in the metaverse. Um, this was Ryan got like 30 different shirts made of this and I loved it. Not only is it like <laughs> a cool font, but it's also like the idea behind like being a landlord in, you know, virtual reality. It's just, I don't know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. That's I've been watching it this whole time I've been on the show and like I, I didn't know sure, right. meant. Metaverse Traplord. All <laughs> right, Metaverse Traplord. For those people that have enjoyed hanging out with us for the last 45 minutes, as I've certainly enjoyed interviewing you again, Zach, where can everybody listening find you online and follow along with what it is you're doing, pal? 100%. And I've enjoyed it as well. Um, where y'all can find me is I'm most active on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so Facebook, it's it's facebook.com forward slash real Zach Sasser. Mm-hmm. And then my Instagram is at Sasser21. All right. We'll get those put up in the show notes. Zach, man, dude, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you, man. I know we got a hard stop coming up here in a minute, and I would uh, I would like to hang out with you more, but uh, unfortunately, that's all the time we got for today, man. Thank you so much for coming and sharing with the audience, and thank you for pouring into them. And, dude, best of luck in the future, man. You're one of my favorites to watch. I've, I've known you since you started out on this journey, and uh, it's it's been really, really cool watching you come up. So uh, thank you for coming on the show, man, and uh, I hope to get another update from you in another 18 months, pal. Always a blast, brother. Appreciate appreciate the kind words and appreciate you. All right, guys, that was Zach Sasser. If you've enjoyed this show, do me a favor. Check out the show notes, follow Zach's socials, and uh, give him a call if you're thinking about the benefits of joining Apex because uh, it's been three years for me, and it's certainly been a uh, life-changing uh, event, certainly for the uh, on the positive side, I will say that. All right, that's going to do it from me for this week. You'll be good. Stay safe and tune in for this week's Friday Fire. Take care. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week.